Hello, and welcome back to It's Symbolic, or maybe we're predisposed to madness. Who knows? I'm Jacob Savage. I'm here. I'm Ben. While I was doing research for this week's topic, I mean, we may as well get right into it. We don't really have any amusing personal stories to share, as far as I can tell. I'll speak for yourself. Well, I... You didn't even ask. You didn't volunteer any. You didn't ask. You didn't volunteer any. I just figured that you might be considerate and ask me something for once. Is that All right, too much fine. To Do you have anything for? you want to open the episode with? Not anymore. I might have had something really good, but now I'm just not even in the mood. You've already soured this episode for me. Um, well, I was going to say that we don't hear Mir crying out in pain, so presumably her cat's not trying to do a hostile takeover. Yeah, Is she, this true? she actually jumped into my lap like right as we started, but she oh, didn't God. she didn't claw me this time. Well, are you willing to focus on what we're doing despite the cat in your lap? <laughs> yes. It, really? it, it it just means you're on thin ice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already wary of both of you. <laughs> anyway, I, I realized while doing research in this episode that I can't remember the last time I set foot in an arcade. Okay, speak for your fucking self. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that, I, that's what I'm doing. I was... That was... Part of the whole thing, because I know that you go on... Yeah, last time I did, arcade two hours three. ago. Two hours ago. <laughs> I Congratulations. I did last week while I was in Virginia Beach, because they had a pretty cool-looking arcade there, but I never managed to... Oh, what was it to... called? Uh, I'm trying to remember, but... Oh, I don't remember, but it was, like, cool and blacklit and stuff. Yeah, I'm... I was realizing right after you said that, like, what what could possibly make you consider anything video game related to be cool? But then it's just an aesthetic thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to some arcades in while I was in Japan, and that was pretty fun. Very nice, I, hitting up those Taito stations and Club Segas. Yeah, I like I liked playing the Taiko game. Oh, me too. <laughs> Little known fact. Oh, you have opened up the floodgates, Mir. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it, but... Uh, well, I can teach you. That that can be said for most games I try to play. I'm not very good at them, Aww. but I enjoy playing them. <laughs> and I, I know in San Francisco, they have this museum that's pretty much just a warehouse of old arcade games dating back to, like, the penny arcades of the late 19th century that was really cool yeah i remember they've they i think they visited that on uh game center cx i'm not surprised i've been there this was several years ago but i freaking loved it it looks a lot of those penny arcade ones are like really fucked up looking (laughs) yeah and kind of horrifying yeah on the show there's this one where it's just like this big, like, mannequin-type thing, and when you put in money, it just, like, laughs. And Oh, yeah, oh, like I've... the laughing lady one. I... Yeah. I've, I've seen horrifying. that. The name is escaping me, but... It's horrifying. Isn't it, like, Laughing <laughs> Sal or something? That's it. That's it. You you hit the nail on the head. It's Laughing Sal. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. You see, I'm not as lucky as you two. Last time I was anywhere... The closest thing I've been to an arcade visit was one time when I had to help entertain, like, a friend of the family's kid, so we went to Chuck E. Cheese. 
Aww. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. And back up. You live with less than half an hour away from me. Anywhere that I can get to, you can get to as well. So it's not, <laughs> don't say lucky. This is your decision. You have this thing called disposable income. <laughs> I'll drive you. It's, it's a date. Oh. Oh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arcades are always fun to visit, but from a modern perspective, we can't really get a sense of how they were such a big thing back in well, the early yourself. age of video gaming. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm all, you've already totally lost me. Ugh, God. Well, you know what I mean. It's not... Arcades are cool, and they're still cool, but they're not the be-all, end-all of video games like they used to be. Well, it's they're not where the latest and greatest is debuted. It's not, the appeal isn't, like, there's hardware here that's, like, far beyond anything anyone can afford to have at home. Exactly. Like, the first thing that was really comparable to what was available at the arcades in a home system is, I want to say, like, the third generation of consoles. Like, the Atari 7800 NES... Even then, was a bit evenly paced for a while. <laughs> but I want to take you back to a game that has not, in fact, made it to these home consoles. Well, Little there's, game. There's plenty of those. You'll need to narrow it down. Oh, true, true. I I guess. I mean, God. Well, given... a lot. A lot has been. Uh... Uh, it been made more accessible thanks to emulation efforts, but even this, I don't think. At least I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, like... for God knows how much, how much of the NES Classic was just arcade ports. But mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about a little piece of history called Polybius, ancient um. Greek historian. Is that the, yes? Is that the joke that you were hyping us up on before we started? <laughs> I mean, I told I told Jacob that before. And did you just think that I had missed out on it because I was joining as you were saying it? <laughs> Don't worry, I heard it. This little peek behind the scenes. Everything we say has been carefully scripted already. So. <laughs> Oh, was all I not of supposed these... to reveal that? I'm so sorry. All, all of these weird pauses are just method acting on my part. It's okay, they don't know about the twist that's coming up in the second half. <laughs> they don't know that I'm going to die at the 50 minute mark. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, we we did have that meeting. Um, we, we better speed this... it up then. Yeah, I have this bucket of fake blood here. I'm really excited to use it. <laughs> I I know that's just been sitting around your apartment for the last few months. I'm <laughs> glad that we got a good use for it. Yeah, everyone seemed really confused, but it seemed pretty natural to me that you never know when you'll need it. Yes. Anyway, Polybius. Where to begin with Polybius? I say, Polybius. as I say every other episode. Well, you're not. Once again, you're not even going to ask us if we were familiar or anything like that. You just well. You're, you, you've already proven yourselves to be much more arcade literate than I am. So I figured just, that it was a given. It's all about Jacob today. It's the Jacob show today. Do a little dance for us, Jacob. 
This is Enter- an audio medium. Entertain the people. <laughs> Continue, well, please. Well, Ben, if you're so... If you're so insistent on contributing, why don't you tell us what the average game would be like in 1981? Uh, in 1981, so my usual like barometer for game quality is that uh, in 1984, Sega invented the good video game uh, with Hang On. <laughs> so b- before then, everything was uh, toilet garbage. So... <laughs> I, I I I didn't know about this rating system. <laughs> what? No, this is something that I think about a lot. <laughs> I generally <laughs> had to ask myself before, like, what games, like, before 1985 do I even like? And it's like, well, not very many. Yeah. I mean, I, God knows I waste too much time on Tetris. And that's as basic as you can get, so... Yeah, because 81 is, like, the same year Pac-Man came out, I think? Um, well, let me just check. Pac-Man launched gonna... in 1980. So by this I, point, I... we already had the Pac-Man Fever single. Oh, okay, good. We're in post-Pac-Man Fever society. Yes. And where else to start but the hip video gaming area of Portland, Oregon? Where I have never been. I can't I can't say anything about Portland, Oregon. Me neither. Me neither. Oh, damn it, Mir, we were counting on you to save the show. <laughs> I can't control where I haven't been. Well I guess actually... I kinda can, but <laughs> Yeah, you can. By going there. But yeah. uh, Road I've, trip. I've not had reason to. It... Who needs reason? Nineteen 19- 81, a number of Exploring the world is reason in and of itself. Yes. Expand your horizons. Mm Mm-hmm. Meantime, a number of arcades in the Portland area in 1981 are cited as showcasing a brand new game, which had never been heard of, which is not a practice that anyone really had or did at the time. Sometimes stuff would just show up, like often location tests. Uh, They would, without properly announcing the game, demo it at public spaces uh, so that they could get impressions and feedback to go back to the developers with. But Portland, Oregon, though, that doesn't really seem like the big town to do it in. That's true. That's maybe a bit odd, but who knows what developer practices were like then. Of course, I um, mostly know about Japanese arcade culture, so... Yes. This is American, this is and the company the associated with... USA. Well, actually, the company associated with Polybius is a German one, called Sinosloschen. I <laughs> Can we do validate that as being an accurate know. pronunciation? Sinosloschen. Zinesloschen. Glad we have someone who knows. I am so sorry to everyone in Germany or of German origin, (laughs) or just everyone in general. Maybe that's maybe you should just cover all your bases. I I I release a generalized apology (laughs) like that every day. It's the more specific (laughs) ones scattered throughout that make it more meaningful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a mailing list for that. (laughs) Write to our PO box for our for a specialized apology. 
the gameplay of Polybius couldn't find too many concrete sources on this. It's generally agreed that Polybius was a shooter. So think I mean yeah, at yeah. this time shooter meant asteroids. Maybe space invaders. Not Jacob's favorite Gradius. That's a little continuity joke for people out there. <laughs> Moving on. Polybius was generally associated with being much more fast-paced than a number of games of the era. Like, late-game Pac-Man fast-paced? I don't know anyone that was good enough at Pac-Man to get that far. Yeah, because, so. like... I can't speak for the 80s, but back in, like, the early 90s and stuff, there was definitely this mentality of, like, fast means better. That's how you appeal to people. That's why they released stuff like Street Fighter 2 Turbo, where the whole selling point was, this time it's faster. People Imagine if that was... Imagine if the video game industry just kept on going (laughs) like that. God, that'd be so good. Smash 5, unplayable. (laughs) Well, maybe that's a bad example. Oh, because that's true. <laughs> you get melee fans on you. Oh, and you just fire up Mario Odyssey, and he's on the other side of the stage in two <laughs> seconds. You turn on the newest gen console, and it immediately melts from how much processing power it takes to go that fast. <laughs> I still think fast stuff is cool to this very day. So I guess yes, people who we... do speedruns would agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, well dude, fast stuff just... makes it even more uh, difficult for them, so who knows? Polybius was known for being very fast. Kind of, I believe some reports mention more isometric graphics, where you would shoot, you can move back and forth, and you kind of circle around the target. Only, instead of the player's ship circling around... It would stay in the same place, and the rest of the stage would move. That seems fairly ambitious. Was this, like, vector-based? Yes. Oh, okay. When was, like, Vectrex? Once again, video game history before, like, 85. I just don't know that much about. (laughs) Vectrex... Vectrex was 82. So not that far off. The vector graphics were... Well, Asteroids was vector graphics. I don't know why I'm acting surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... It was already well-established. Wasn't Berserk out by this point? I couldn't tell you. Polybius was also noted for having a puzzle element to the shooting, because... Jeez, this this, this game does it all. Yeah! Fast shooting and math! I couldn't find too much on what exactly the math entailed. Some say that certain targets would have associated numbers that you would have to shoot accordingly or shoot in conjunction with base factors. Maybe you just need to do, like, a Sudoku after clearing the level. Yes. This this was retroactively Frog Fractions 2. <laughs> but Polybius was popular, and we've all heard about how popular Space Invaders was back when it debuted. Didn't yeah, it there's cause, like, a yen shortage? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a whole term for it, the invader boom, that sort of uh, conveys the period in which video games sort of became mainstream in Japan. And just imagine if it had been at a time when, as Ben put it, 
good games existed. <laughs> God, I know. If only. <laughs> Must but fucking it, suck being old. <laughs> needless to say, Polybius was popular. And the kids loved it. They loved <laughs> they it a little too much. There was a bit of a scare at the time about the potential addictive factor of video games. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly hadn't quite reached the head it would in, like, the 90s, but... Video game, I mean, like, I, arcades... I feel like that was in conjunction with the violent video game boom. Yeah, arcades definitely, I feel like, sort of had a reputation for being for, like, delinquents and stuff in general. Like, it's, like, smoke-filled and, like... Which is funny, because whenever I think of arcades, I just think of The Wizard. <laughs> where it's just these I mean, kids modern in neon... Context. I think of, like, some pretty sanitized stuff, like your Dave and Busters. Yeah. So, like, God, drunk football so dads. Oh. Is, does that really count as an arcade at that point? Isn't the whole point the youth? Well. Isn't it all about what the kids want? Did Reckett Ralph lie to me, Ben? The the youth are football dads now. <laughs> That's a sobering I thought. I football dad age, you know. Could you? Yeah, that's just not the life I choose to lead. <laughs> you're you're never too young to be a football dad. <laughs> I certainly I mean, hope you can be too young to be any kind of dad. Well, no, no, because speaking. It, no, not not the physical part, but it's a state of mind. It is a state of mind. That's true. Speaking of states of mind, <laughs> speaking of the, states, back to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, speaking of states, Oregon. That's a state. <laughs> The addicting nature of Polybius also brought about a few side effects. Now, this was what, a very like, bright and flashy. Is this one of those things where it's like early may age. cause a uh, fast heart rate, lo- loss of money because you're going to be playing it a whole lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> may cause empty pockets. Am I right? <laughs> and everyone in the boardroom high fived each other. <laughs> I want to see a commercial for this game now. <laughs> well, as long as they didn't have TV then. They, I guess arcade games didn't really have commercials, though. It's mostly, like, flyers and stuff like that. Which I don't think there's much in the way of for this, which is weird. Yeah. But, uh. but Where would you even put a flyer for an arcade game? The only place I can think of to put it would be the arcade. Yeah, on the arcade. So it's like you put it on the door, it's like, hey, we got a new game in. Fair. Come, come check it out. The side effects included things such as insomnia. Oh. <laughs> Just thinking about all of those high scores you missed, keeping That's you up true. at night. That's definitely something that, like, a video game magazine would advertise. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, uh, this game is ahead of its time. This is all very 1990s. Yeah, no, definitely. Or like Be prepared to never that. sleep again. Yeah, or like a t-shirt that a kid would buy at, like... Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes, kids also reported having night terrors. So, in a way, the insomnia was a blessing. Was it a horror game, too? Or maybe it's just one of those goofy things where it's like people are scared of Sinistar. Sinistar did creep me out for a while as a kid. (laughs) Did this have a, a scary face with a voice? Um, no, it did not. Th- that that would be a bit too far-reaching. This just had ships and vector graphics. 
Well, I guess I guess people were very imaginative back then, since they didn't have much else. Yeah. I mean, it could also help that another side effect reported was hallucinations. Uh. Which, I mean, you stare at a screen long enough. Yeah, people talk about, like, that, uh... Especially in, like, poor Tetris lighting. Effect, right? That was, that was the whole thing oh. with the Tetris Effect, where after playing yeah, for I... a while, you, like, see blocks and stuff like that. And then they even made the game Tetris Effect named after that. Yeah, I mean, I have legitimately had, like, the Tetris Effect kick in in a time of severe shock. So... <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, I, I don't know, maybe I'll tell the story some other time. <laughs> but... No, Ben, I know for ben. a fact I've told you. I don't remember. I'll need to... I'll, you'll need to, yeah, recount it to me later. Yes. Well, maybe you've been playing Polybius, because the last commonly associated death symptom is death. Amnesia. What? That? Oh, oh, you're, you, you've got amnesia. That's the joke. I, I see. We're all very proud of you. I didn't hear you saying amnesia. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I had a side effect, it would be loss of hearing, I guess. Other reports have cited that people that played the game would suddenly become very averse to the idea of playing video games. Well, Which... if I spent time in an arcade with other gamers, I would certainly feel the same way. Yes, I mean, that that would just be ideal for, you know, our lovely co-host here, Benjamin Last Name, noted video game hater. <laughs> it's true, I am. Well, I mean... Even nowadays, it's like, just going on Twitter makes me feel like not playing video games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this, this gaming YouTuber did what now? Mm, I think I won't play video games anymore, actually. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Second thought, video games are bad. Yeah, never mind. Forget this whole thing. He gave what to the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to cut all ties here. Just being associated. <laughs> this is too much. Yes. But, I mean, some of this... I guess some of this stuff sort of became better known in later games. Like I mentioned, stuff like Tetris Effect and more horror-based games. Or not even horror-based games, but stuff that kind of led to reactions later on. Sort of like Sinistar. So this is yeah, sort Sinistar, of ahead of the curve on a lot of this. I think one of the big ones... Let me see if I can... <laughs> How many of these are there? Is this like a supplement that you sell on TV? <laughs> No, but I'm reminded of... Oh, God, it, it is not... What? Are you looking for something? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> really good prep work we've done here. Well, you've heard of it. You're going to know what I'm talking about. The... I want to say two kids uh, died after playing Berserk. I don't know, actually. <laughs> oh, well, was 1980... One, I believe. So around the same time, a 19-year-old died of a heart attack after getting a high score on the game Berserk. That also sounds very gaming magazine. And it happened again, actually, the well, next year. Well, I mean, if, but, you, if you're going to beat the guy who died high, high score, then, like, what else is what's got to happen? Yeah, and... There's Other kids have been known to, like, collapse after marathon gaming sessions, but these were all, like, 
in the case of Berserk, these kids had like pre-existing conditions. Okay, so they 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 did have some sort of medical history there. Yes, they had some sort of medical history. We just <laughs> I, like well, look. We just like to blame the game because one of the main opponents is a smiley face, and that's a creepy idea. Polybius, these kids didn't have any of that. And another huh. thing that Polybius had was men in like... black. What? Yes, they would visit the machines and take data, apparently like checking out what the effects were on kids. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a like a, a rival company was coming. I was like, we got to check this hot new game out. <laughs> oh, shit. No, that's not what Men in Black do. <laughs> well, we're going to make a game Will that Smith. shoots acid at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones were there. What else? <laughs> um, they weren't there for long because the game disappeared from arcades after about a month. That's... Not very long, but also long enough to be that if there was something going on, they were very slow. Yeah. I, I don't know what the news that's, was that's like. bureaucracy, in I guess. They had to maybe, go through maybe all the, the police paperwork. were just like... Everyone had better things to do at the time. <laughs> in the 80s, like what? Make really ridiculous Saturday morning cartoons. Everyone did that, yeah. Yeah. That's what Portland was known for. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Portland was known for Rubik, the amazing cube. (laughs) An all-time classic, for sure. Yes. And really should have known a bit earlier, because, Mir, if you could pronounce the company behind the game one more time, because I have already forgotten. Zenus Lotion, was that it? I was going to say, he certainly certainly ain't talking to me. Yeah, Zenus... Lishin. That's pretty much Zenith I'm I'm sorry, I took French. Xena <laughs> uh, means senses, and Lushin means to extinguish or to delete. So put it together and what do you get? That's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> it it's like all of those Urban legends you would see, just like, oh, Procter & Gamble is a satanic company, and they put all of these hints on their logo. It's just like, if... There's, there's definitely If I was up to some nefarious shit, I wouldn't be <laughs> plastering it over the main thing that people are going to see. <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> it's, it's a red herring. I, I have come across that particular one so many times, and it makes me so upset. <laughs> and we have not actually heard anything from Polybius since then. Oh, In... that's it. Just it's just <laughs> here today, gone tomorrow. Well, in 2006, oh, okay. We heard from a man named Stephen Roach, who claimed to be one of the original programmers. Was asked, I believe he said he was Russian asked by a company from South America to develop hardware for them. Huh. Hmm. To debut in America. A game with very intense and cutting-edge graphics. <laughs> the best graphics. Roach claimed that the game was pulled because a boy had a seizure while playing. Also... Ah, so the, the old Electric Soldier Porygon. Yes. The Electric Soldier Porygon. Which... Well, I guess that was a serious thing. 
Like that was actually like a big issue. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. Don't acknowledge Porygon existing outside of the games. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it was Pikachu that caused the seizure scene. So when's the blame going to fall on the real cult? Uh, Yeah, that that bastard still gets to run free. (laughs) Yeah. Got to lock him up for his crimes. One day he'll pay. Yes. Roach also claimed that the men in black were representatives (laughs) from the company. I wish you would call them anything other than men in black. (laughs) Men in black are No, I want you to picture Will Smith Uh, and Tommy Lee Jones. M.I.B. Alright, I I will happily do that. He claimed that they were representatives from the company that would have to routinely perform maintenance, because this was such a big game for 1981. Well, as as someone who uh, very frequently deals with games that uh, let's just say do not get the proper maintenance they need, I would be very thankful to have people like that on staff. Hmm. In 2007, a company called Rogue Synapse made a PC version of Polybius. Kind of, we're a little late on that. Yeah. Was there any was there any demand for this? That just seems oh, weird. Oh, there was. By now, uh, people had heard about it. Oh, okay. The word really began to spread around the 2000s from people that remembered. Like, early ah, 2000s. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, it's through, like, remember the 80s Facebook post. <laughs> oh my god. A bit earlier than that. <laughs> Remember the 80s MySpace posts? posts. (laughs) I don't know if they had those on MySpace, if they had. Mm. Well, there's always 80s nostalgia, I guess. There's probably 80s nostalgia in the 80s. Yes, the Dude, we'll never shut up about the fucking 80s. Yes. Well, no, sometimes they won't shut up about the 90s. But the 2007 version, it's a lot like I described. You play as a ship shooting at things, the... The, I was certainly. I mean, it's based off of the game. I so, certainly hope that 25 years later they don't have the technical issues they did then. They do not. Though, going Good. into the console commands brings up options for a lot of things. Are you talking like, like giving yourself super fast run speed and low gravity and stuff? Are you talking about like Bethesda console commands? Stuff like subliminal messages and amnesia, so... Yeah, like Bethesda. Uh, (laughs) Got (laughs) him. In 2013... I I wish I could forget, am I right, gamers? Yes, in 2013, Chris Tremue made a version of Polybius for the Atari 2600. Not based off of the original game. Since it couldn't be done on an Atari, but How it do is people even like. It's is a simple it, is shooting all, like, game based on memory at this point. Memory, there's plenty of reports. Oh, okay, and the Atari version is very basic crosshairs. Think Star Raiders, and occasionally you get a screen with a subliminal message saying things like "death" and "pain" and "suffer." That's fun. That's like yeah. that's like a cool creepy pasta thing. <laughs> yeah, and and then Polybius himself comes out of the 
console and kills you. <laughs> Hyper-realistic blood, yeah. <laughs> this is 2013, so people were very into this stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Then in 2017, the company LavaSoft made Polybius for the PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. the One of the creators, Jeff Minter, claimed to have played the original Polybius machine in a warehouse in England. But this this was... fucking game is getting more ports than, like, good shit that deserves it. <laughs> this isn't fair. Well, it's very bright colors. It's more of a rail shooter, I think. Huh. So this is like a, it's a like... reimagining. Yeah. This time, there's... A lot more flashing colors. It's all very bright neon. So they and didn't learn from the whole seizure thing. <laughs> this time, the subliminal messages are all nice things. Like, telling you to oh. be a good person. Or to stand up against Brexit. <laughs> That's pretty good. But Yes, Polybius has really, really lived on. It's appeared in shows like The Simpsons, Bravest Warriors, The Goldbergs. Jeez. It's it's a major part of a series hosted by Escapist. The huh. song Less Than by Nine Inch Nails actually has one of these remakes in its music video. Yeah, I know. Nine Inch Nails making a song in 2017? <laughs> that is weird. And it's also the inspiration for possibly the best Lemon Demon song, so it's got that going for it. And this is all very impressive for a game that doesn't exist. I have been lying to you for the past 40 minutes. To me? How could you do this to me? That that whole bit that we had at the beginning with the arcade, that, that hurt me more than you thought it would. I've actually been lying uh, the past however many episodes we've done. Uh, my name's not Ben. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What is it? Uh, my name is Mike, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mike. Mir, do you have any... Uh, <laughs> was replaced by a sound-alike. <laughs> it was in episode 22. Listen carefully next time. <laughs> yeah, I, I put in all of these backmasking. And, I mean, I, I, I did hints as far back as, like, the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway episode, which was really time-consuming, given that it was another dozen or so before Ben died. 
This is actually Nolan North speaking right now. I'm I'm voicing Ben for the rest of the show. <laughs> it was a real intense process getting into this total geek's mind. Uh, and honestly, it was really unpleasant, and I regret every minute of taking up this job. Yeah, I am so but sorry. Somehow, somehow these kids, they just pay out the ass, and I don't know where they get it from, and I'm honestly too afraid to ask. Yeah. You should be. You, you, you don't want to know. <laughs> And that's actually Mir's big confession that she has is where we're getting that funding, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's my mafia ties. Yeah. Girl's gotta oh, have her just came out and said it, huh? Normally, normally people don't just, like, they're not so open about it, but... Yeah, I mean, I can be, because the cops are too afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> is that why they keep coming... Why we keep hearing the sirens at your door. Yeah. They can't touch me. <laughs> they just like to get That's close to That's why the cat keeps big. attacking you. She's trying to serp you. Yeah. Yes. Needless to say, Polybius is an urban legend. Nobody has been able to find any real documentation of it before early 2000, where it first appeared on coinop.com. Huh. Yes. So is the general theory just like it was uh, it was a or, joke? Sorry, coinop.org. I don't really care. Uh was the general theory just that it was a joke they made one day? Well in two thousand three the owner of the website submitted a tip off to GamePro. Oh, okay. Which then featured Polybius in its September two thousand three issue on a feature of video game secrets and lies which declared the existence of the game to be inconclusive. Well, then going and calling it a lie is not the same thing as it being inconclusive. That seems a bit dismissive of them. Yeah, well, other ones were proven false in that same article. Oh, okay. And this was the early 2000s. Gaming magazines were fucking huge. They're doing a whole Mythbusters thing, I see. Yeah. G- video game magazines were huge, and GamePro was one of the big ones. So that was the primary reasoning behind the spread of Polybius. A lot of people have suggested that it was made up by the owner of CoinOpta.org as a means of generating traffic to the site. That would make sense. Yeah. It's appropriate given that Polybius, as we mentioned at the beginning, is the name of a Greek historian. I didn't know that. Tell me more. (laughs) He's actually one of the most important historians of all time. And he was well known for proclaiming that historians should never report things without citation. Uh, uh, Mm. I did not know that. That's very cute. And a number of people have actually claimed to be involved with the game. There's one that I forgot to mention earlier where someone... Oh, you fucked up the whole joke. We gotta do this all over again. Well, no, because you wouldn't have bought it to begin with. Someone in Japan claimed to be from Sega and claimed to have worked on Polybius. And claimed that Polybius was trying out new technological feats and that the source code is part of the legacy code for the Sega CD. So that that explains... uh, all the smoke and mirrors stuff then all the smoke and mirrors tech hmm. I mean, our, our good friend the Sega CD and... you, 
You talk about how we keep on coming back to Flash animation. We keep on coming back to Sega CD. Yeah, but it deserves that. <laughs> I mean, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Sega CD didn't come out until, what, 1993? Uh, maybe a bit earlier. I don't really remember offhand. So, yeah. Having source code from a game from 1981 doesn't exactly sound feasible. It is worth noting that this does tie into a few other stories and urban legends of the time. Like I said, there were documented cases of kids experiencing medical issues after playing arcade games, generally excavating pre-existing ones. Like One of them was someone that had played Asteroids for 28 hours to break a world record, so... That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And as you said, arcades were generally associated with delinquents at the time, so it is possible that the FBI raided a few of them, either assuming that the machines were used for gambling or that the establishment was used as a front for drug trading. Like all good games do. Yes. This was before all U.S. arcade machines adopted the winners don't do drugs standpoint. This is when video games are very pro-drugs. <laughs> yes. Some winners do drugs. Really, the choice is yours. Try drugs and see if it's up <laughs> And see how you feel about it. <laughs> Only a few, though. This free pass doesn't last forever. <laughs> there is an existing photograph of a Polybius cabinet, but it has been assumed to be photoshopped from other arcade games of the time. The government-monitored arcade machine idea may actually date back, I believe it was an urban legend of the 80s, but it also influenced the plot of the film The Last Starfighter. It started with a game. You gonna bust the record! But it wasn't just any game. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. And then, one night... Centauri's the name. We have to talk about a matter of... Which is a movie directed by Nick Castle, the guy that played Michael Myers in Halloween. Whoa. <laughs> huh. It's a movie about a kid who is so good at a shoot 'em up video game that he is abducted by aliens to help fight in a space war. Every kid in the 80s dream. This was also Unlike the last film appearance being... of Robert Preston, so... Unlike nowadays when being really good at video games just sort of makes you, like, racist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, apparently this was also made into a musical. I didn't know this. What? What? <laughs> Yeah. We're, well, just so on the same page, the exclamation here is that we're shocked that Jacob did not know that <laughs> the existence of it, right? There may actually be some degree of truth to the Polybius legend. That is, the portion of people claiming that they remember playing it. There is many a Reddit AMA claiming that the person in question has firsthand experience with Polybius. Well, and maybe it's just more fun to believe. Well, I would argue, though, that memory is a very weird and fallible thing. 
And people this is very true. have false memories all the time. So well, it could this just one... be that they've convinced themselves that they did when actually they didn't. Well, the thing is, this one actually may have an element of truth to it due to the 1983 game Cube Quest. Great name. Yes. I like it. Like it's cubes. a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shooting game, cubes. bright colors. It, it does focus a lot on cubes. The cube is the world. Hmm. So it's like a tube shooter. Yeah, I want to with... start a... Yeah, fuck flat earth theory. Yeah, I'm going to start a conspiracy theory around that. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. It, it was planned to be released for the Vectrix. But yeah, it's all vector graphics, 3D polygonal, and it actually played its visuals from a laser disc. That's not that unheard of. Well, in nineteen eighty three it kind of was. Okay, yeah. So it was well known for its really intense visuals, and because the laser disc wasn't good, it broke uh -huh. down a lot. Uh huh. And a lot of people would have to report for maintenance for Cube Quest. So it's not really that far-fetched to assume uh, people who believe that they have played Polybius actually are thinking of Cube Quest. Huh. Also, I'm just very proud of both of you for not taking the opportunity of to make a, a joke around the name Cube Quest saying, isn't that called Minecraft? But um, I am oh. not a clever man. Um, hmm. Anyways, this 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 is neither here nor there, but I'm reminded of uh, on the topic of it playing stuff from a laser disc that even back in like eighty or eighty one or so, uh, there are some games like one that comes to mind is one called uh, Shark Attack, where it would play audio from a tape player while you're playing the game. So like in this game, you play as a shark and you're eating people, so the tape would play audio of like people screaming when you eat them. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, and not horrifying. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's Polybius. <laughs> maybe they we were confused and thought thought the shark was uh, some sort of spaceship. And that ship was Sinistar. This was a rapidly evolving industry. I mean, only a few years later, we got Dragon Slayer, for better or for worse. Not not a Bluth fan. I, I I don't know, Mir. You're the one with most of the animation info. Uh, no, not really. Not a Bluth fan. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it's interesting how Polybius has spread and persisted so much. Like, I don't think as many people believe that it exists now. But back when I first heard about it, and I want to say, like, middle school, early high school, so around the late 2000s, it was still up in the air. Well, God knows that people love their urban legend, especially surrounding games. 
Yes. Though... I guess, in a way, you could consider this to be, like, one of the first creepypastas. Yeah, I would say that's pretty fair. The only other one I can really think of is, like, Ted the Caver. And I do think that Polybius is... I feel like it transcends the creepypasta, in a way, because it doesn't have that supernatural vibe to it. That's true. It does a little bit. The men in black are a supernatural thing, generally. (laughs) The men in black aren't real. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones do not actually, like, encounter aliens. They don't exist. The Men in Black exists beyond just the Men in Black movies. They're a thing, like a reported yeah. phenomenon. And generally associated and that... with aliens, but always like government conspiracy cover-ups. Yeah. Uh... I'm talking more about like, this one isn't as grim dark as a lot of video game creepypastas are. Like you have your Ben Drowned, where, you know, there's the dead kid haunting a copy of Majora's Mask. There's Lavender Town where people asserted that one of the tracks in the original Pokemon caused kids to commit suicide. There's Sonic.exe, which is a whole mess that we don't have time to get into. But a lot of these are just, like, very grim, dark, edgy. Yeah, Polybius is comparatively very tame. They had no imagination then. (laughs) I think the only one that I have seen is that's really come close in modern years is Petscop. That sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know what that is. It's a YouTube Let's Play of a, quote, lost and unfinished PlayStation game. Oh, actually, I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like, none of these people don't really believe that these exist. I mean, I have spent nights, particularly when I was younger upset that I had read about these, but I didn't ever really think that they were real. Or did you? I mean, Pokemon Black did eventually become a thing. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's just so odd. Especially, like, a lot of creepypastas are also sort of, these days, kind of cringe culture. Aw, my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. At the same time, It hasn't really gotten into that. It's just an interesting point of video game history, and it's kind of solidified itself within the history of the medium, despite never actually existing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because despite coming 20 years later, it's very much a relic of the thoughts, opinions, and trends of that era. Do want to do one quick shout-out the show. A lot of the information came from the 2017 YouTube documentary Polybius, the game that doesn't exist. Which was Way to ruin, made... the, the, ruin the twist from the start. <laughs> yes. It by Stuart Brown on the YouTube channel Ahoy. While I am hesitant about getting into like some of the documentary side of youtube some of those are like really listicle 
This one mm-hmm. is very well researched and quite interesting. So I wholly recommend checking it out if you're still curious about the Polybius myth. Regardless, that's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. If you have comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, if you want to berate us for making an episode on something that isn't real, we are available on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC or through email at It's Symbolic Podcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram at It's Symbolic Podcast if you want to see a bunch of pictures of, you know, flashing lights that will give you night terrors or what whatever does instagram it's a bunch have of that technology can we do that it, it's mock-ups i mean if it existed really we'd have found a way to weaponize it by now that's very true and no matter how you're listening be it through itunes spotify Podbean, subliminal messaging be sure to leave a rating and review since that's the thing that you can do the most to help us out, regardless of what you think of the show. Hopefully it's something nice. But either way, it helps us in the long run. Anyway, I'm Jacob. I'm here. I'm Ben. Join us next time when we see just how many times we can keep on repeating the same joke until it's not funny anymore. Oh, that's what this show was about. Uh, I mean... That's what I'm here for. I've been a social experiment this whole time. First you've been dead, now you're a social experiment. Will the twists ever stop coming? (laughs) I promised you twists, and damn it, I'm going to deliver. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Any others before we wrap up? Um, uh, This is your last chance. This is your last chance. We have to hold on to some twists. (laughs) No, we're going to. Thank you.